Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and on tonight's show, I am joined by Chris, Miranda, Liza, and Adam. How's it going, gang? It's fantastic. Hey. It's magical. It's magical. It's tax season already. It is. is it, really? it is. It's, uh, it's tax season, and it's like three degrees here in Connecticut. So. It's, yes. Is it really? It is. Wow. That's I, terrible. I saw uh, your sporty pictures you posted of you tubing earlier. I was tubing. Nice. I don't ski, but uh, you yeah. put me in a tube, I can go downhill with the best of them. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, the thong just didn't scare any people. <laughs> you know, I thought the thing that worked really well with the thong is that you you shaved beforehand. Yes. I thought yes. that was well, great. It makes me more aerodynamic as I'm of shushing course. down the mountain. It's all about the aerodynamics. (laughs) But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to bring you the latest in Disney news. (laughs) So leading off our stories tonight, we've got Adam with a little bit of an update in Toy Story Land. Yes, we have a confirmation that the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue Restaurant is coming to Mm. Hollywood Studios in Toy Story Land. And uh, you are going to be inside a play set of a Western town, and it is going to be barbecue-type food. It's going to be table service. Unsure if it's, like, family-style buffet or, you know, a real menu. Based on the concept art, I think it's family-style because it looks like they have big bowls of shared food. Um, okay. But that's just that's just what I look at. And um, that's going to be coming in 2022. Now, where where are they putting this in the land? If you uh, walk in Toy Story Land from the, um, I guess it's the Animation Academy type corridor, you go past Walt's uh, Walt Disney One Man's Dream, that spot, right? You go past that, you walk into the land, and you see the big Woody statue. To the right of that, you could see the building. It's there, and that is where the restaurant will be. I'm guessing eventually they're going to like cover it up with trees or something, so you can't really see the building. I could be wrong, but I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think there's some bamboo growing there now, and uh, I remember seeing some of the rolling planters blocking the pathway there, but the building's done, and if I'm correct, they just needed to finish the interior. Yeah, so uh, inside, I can give you some inside information. Um, the building is complete, and they had us seal it up uh, two years ago, and they canceled the contract. Which, so I thought that this was not going to happen, but I guess they reopened it up uh, to somebody else. So somebody else has been working on it in the meantime. That's kind of rude. Exactly. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Now, I, I think it's interesting that the newest restaurant in Epcot was a barbecue restaurant. The newest ep- restaurant in Hollywood Studios is a barbecue restaurant. We already have a barbecue restaurant in Animal Kingdom. So will they be bringing barbecue to the Magic Kingdom? What the heck's going on, Tony? It's like a conspiracy. Like It's well, like, I know, it's like when they put springs at the end of everything. Radiator <laughs> Springs, Coronado Springs, Disney it's a, Springs. It's That's a true. smoke meat conspiracy. It is. Like the turkey legs weren't enough. The gigantic turkey legs as big as your head. Yeah. You think that's because maybe it's a cheap thing to make or it's easy. I think people love barbecue. Regal Eagle has done so well. Like it is consistently voted as like one of the top quick service in 
all of the parks. And okay. so maybe they're just trying to replicate the success. I, that's disappointing to me, considering that Epcot has a lot of really good quick service. And I, I would not even put, I mean, I think it's okay. I think, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I would say but that we're from the South. Like that's true. if you take away, let's say the lower four or, or six or even eight, like if you take those out of the equation, people that really know barbecue, like that's good yeah. barbecue for the, you know, other two thirds of the United States. It's like us with pizza where we think a, a crust <laughs> of a doughy crust and some uh-huh. sauce and cheap old cheese. Ooh, like some a good mushroom. Okay. Yeah. Mushroom. We're like, Ooh, that's really good pizza. People up. Yeah. North like, that's not pizza. What is wrong with you? Yeah, anybody with an O at the end of their name probably would not consider it. <laughs> or even an Elmer's at the end of his name. Or even an yeah. Elmer's. That yeah. Italian Elmer's. Italian <laughs> Elmer's, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's vowels in there you, that are just silent. His um, <laughs> mother had to go and marry a non-Italian. What is your father's background? Okay. He's he's in the sprinkler business. The sprinkler business. <laughs> that's true. No, I thought, uh, well, that's a, a German-Austrian um mix there it's a sticky situation it is a sticky situation the old he's a glue baron yeah i know i remember when we were writing uh ski dog and there's a big elmer's glue adam's like see (laughs) (laughs) i take a picture of it every time i know know. (laughs) but we digress as usual sorry that's just uh, going to keep happening. Is, we is, have is, to change the name of the show, too, but we digress. Yeah. It should be the either. subtitle for our <laughs> podcast. podcast. Uh, Adam, is there is there any opening date for the uh, new restaurant? They don't have a date. They just say 2022. They also announced a, but this was not previously announced, a new store shop, um, place to buy merchandise, Jesse's Trading Post. Mm-hmm. Um. They don't say where that's going to be. I don't know where it's going to be. It could be part of the restaurant and they just maybe like are taking space yeah. away from the restaurant to put in retail. That's good that it ha- it's it's getting it because Toy Story Land does not have a permanent, you know, merchandise location. I don't know if that's because it's not on the theme. Like you're supposed to be a size of a toy. So why would a size of a toy thing buy toys? I, I know why. <laughs> no, I mean I really do know why. Yes. So, um there were supposed to be there was supposed to be a really large merchandise location and when they decided to move uh, to build Galaxy's Edge, they cut that out. Mm. So so that I feel like out, I see Toy Story merchandise all throughout the park, you know, um well, they, they sell it like everywhere. Little, yeah, and they have those little um carts too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but originally it was supposed to be something like on the level of um uh the big top souvenirs over in Magic Kingdom, like a larger oh, uh, yeah. location. As as a child of the 70s, mm-hmm. my favorite merchandise location in Toy Story Land is the Fisher Price Camper uh merchandise kiosk. You have oh. to love that. It's amazing. It's cute. So what was the name of the new restaurant? Uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Oh, Oh. Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. I guess that's not too bad. I feel like they're having some kind of a naming issue lately with some stuff. They like to use um, they like to use uh, pronunciation, right? Is that the right word? Alliteration. Uh, Alliteration. Alliteration. They like to add colons. 
um, semicolons, hyphens. Well, listen, if the barbecue is not good, your colon's going to be having some issues. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I knew so, someone was going there as soon as he said colon. I was like, can I ask? Um, for, assuming the food is good, assuming it's good, would you rather have it as a family style, a buffet, or a sit-down menu when you order your meal and, and you know that kind of thing? Sit down. I don't want a family style. A family style is really tough. I mean, if they do like a hybrid like they do at Whispering Canyon where you can kind of, at least at breakfast, you can kind of get the skillet or you can order off, you know, a specific thing on the menu. I think that's fine. But I'm not a big fan of those like skillets where everybody has to eat the same thing. I'm from the camp where I want it to be served, you know, since it's Western themed. Uh, I kind of want it to be served off of one of those, uh, what are they, the Conestago wagons, uh, you know, where the old frontier cook gives me a big metal pot uh, and there's a whole bunch of meat in it. it essentially, it's uh, like they serve it in Liberty Tree Tavern, which mm-hmm. is the big plate of meat. Uh, so it, it, I guess it's kind of a cross between Liberty Tree Tavern and Blazing Saddles around a campfire. You know, that's that's kind of how I want it. I just want a big plate of meat brought to my table. So family style for me. Okay. What if you're a vegetarian, though? What if a vegetarian is just going to sit in the corner and cry a little bit, like slow, hot tears? They you have like be- jackfruit. Don't they have like jackfruit that tastes like barbecue or something? Isn't that a thing? Maybe they I've can eat ma- mac and I cheese. I haven't tried it. Mm-hmm. You can be rest assured that there fruit. will be an impossible meat. Uh, True. Involved as part of this since impossible meat has has managed to. I don't want to say infiltrate, but, you know, they've managed to work their way into uh, the Walt Disney World restaurants. Impossible meat. That just sounds funny. Like that's that's the new of that's the name of me and Liza's next album. You, <laughs> impossible meat. You know what I think they should bring back and maybe they can do a Western style is the poopoo platter. Do you guys remember the poopoo platter? Of course. How could we and not? It was like this Chinese at the Chinese restaurant I used to go to when I was a kid. I wanted that. That's what I wanted because it had a little bit of everything on this little rotating dish and it had a fire in the middle of it. Do you guys remember that? Am I the yes. only one? Am I crazy? Yeah, no, those were the best. I can never talk my parents into getting those, though. Always well, wanted I one. one. I got it every time. And Live your I was best like, life. Live my best life with a poopoo platter, which is like the worst name ever <laughs> for something to eat. <laughs> but it was really good. It was really good. And if they could just have that, that would be something you might like, Chris. The barbecue variety. platter. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's variety. Little bites here and there, but everybody yeah. can share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that sounds great. A flaming, uh, you know what? Just what a Disney park full of kids needs is a flaming platter of meat. I don't know why ha- so they haven't come up with that. You should contact Imagineering immediately. That's named Poo Poo Platter. Exactly. <laughs> the kids would be laughing just like us. Be like, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm looking well, at I'm looking at the China um. Uh, Pavilion Nine Dragons. They do at uh, restaurant. They do not have a poo poo platter there. Well, that's <laughs> unfortunate. That's an oversight. Definite that's oversight. That's a major on that oversight. And it's spelled P U P U. Everyone. P U poo poo. Maybe it's not even poo poo. Maybe it's spelled a little or pronounced a little differently. Have you thought no, about it's, that? No, it's it's totally pronounced poo poo. Okay. Next time we go out for Chinese, I want to have a poo poo platter. We have to have a poo poo platter. A flaming poo poo platter. <laughs> no. 
please, if the general manager of Epcot is listening, can you contact Liza? She's got an idea for China. Yes. I've got an idea for everywhere. Listener. I'm talking international poo-poo platters. Mm-hmm. That's oh. actually, that's like tapas, right? So Isn't you would say like, like the best of from each pavilion? That well, you no. could get at one place because that would that be would be easy. good. That would be I cool. Would like that, I get yeah. that. You know like what? If only up. if only we could put up kiosks around and serve small plate foods along with Ooh. festivals. That, yeah, but you're not getting hmm. a giant that could hit. platter. No, you're not. And that's like where it's at. They do not have a poo poo platter at Morimoto either. Well, that's in a Disney shame. Springs. It must be a liability thing. Maybe. Now. They did used to have the That's poo-poo snacks it. in Animal Kingdom. Remember them? The oh, animals. yeah. Do you remember the poo-poo That's a different snacks. poo-poo, I guess. But. <laughs> Since we are talking about dining, uh, there is one other dining issue uh, going on over in Hollywood Studios. And I think Chris has a little bit of an update on that. Oh, I do. Uh, it's kind of just minor. And it's it's also in Toy Story Land. It's that they're finally putting up covered seating over at Woody's Lunchbox. So Good. now you can get your, what are the little covered covered tater tots? Tchotchkes? Tchotchkes? Yeah. Whatever those are called, you can get those and your mm-hmm. little Pop-Tarts and not yeah. swelter in the sun. Yeah, it's it was so hot over there. It was yeah. hot over there. If there I was wonder, any line or anything, I was just bypassing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Too miserable. Yeah. That whole land yep. is hot. It is. It they is. need to put up. And it's small enough to where they could do like some awning in some areas. So I heard that they didn't do it. And I'm suddenly I'm an expert because I just bought tickets for D23 out in January. Or I mean, out in September in Disneyland. And now I feel like I know everything. Um, not because I've read anything new, but just because I bought into D23 like a nerd. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I heard they didn't do it because of the sight lines, that it would be um, unattractive to have awnings mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. So. What's unattractive is a bunch of people about to pass out. Yeah, that's only like nine months out of the year. You've got a good three right? months where they're okay, you know. <laughs> that was like in that land was the only time that my daughter like called it. And like that girl will pound the pavement with me from sun up to sundown. And she was in that park for about an hour. And it was in April. It was early April. And she's like, I'm done. I can't. I- I'm out of here. Do you know what's interesting? Walt Disney made the decision to build in Florida in November, right? And so November is kind of basically perfect weather. So yeah. he didn't experience it like in July. He wasn't dumb. No, they had. They should have had huh? him out there walking mm-hmm. outside in July. He might have changed mm-hmm. his mind and like built out in Missouri or something. Like, but you well, don't think he like popped in in the summer? I don't think so. I think that the Florida stuff took place mainly, if I recall, because you know I'm I'm a member of D23 now, so I'm kind <laughs> of special. <laughs> um, I think I really want to go. Um, but I, but. But Miss D23, don't forget that the only reason he went to Florida was because the whole thing that was supposed to be an indoor park in St. Louis yeah. fell apart yeah, because of the Bush true. family. Right. That's true. So like, so Bush like that's why he Bush ended beer. up. Bush beer. Are they the same? Uh, let's Bush, let's the, spread it the around Bush, that they are. Yeah. Actually. The Bush family owned, uh, owns the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and it was going to be close to the Cardinal stadium and Bush had beer and they obviously wanted to bring their beer into a Disney property. And Walt said that there would be no beer because much like Disneyland, it was going to be a dry park. And uh, there was a whole bunch of. Look at them uh, now. Yeah. 
Well, that's <laughs> yeah. only half the story. The other half of the story is the bush bean story where they wanted to serve all kinds of bean, like cone of beans, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. And Walt was like, I don't think people want to walk around with a cone of baked beans. So. Yeah. Okay, but a cone of mac and cheese is delicious. Yes, yes, yes. Well, to I digress. Did you know that Walt Disney's parents at one point lived in Central Florida, about like yeah, 30 minutes that. north of where Disney World is in like the mm-hmm. Apopka area? Yep. And they moved. Now, he was not born in Florida, but I'm no. pretty sure Roy was born in Florida. I heard they had a greyhound farm. They raised greyhounds. I don't, oh, that, I don't remember. I made wow. that up. I'm, oh. I totally oh, I was like, lied. I mean, you know, it oh. might be true. You but heard anyway. some talk at D23. And I did. You know, okay. I'm in the know. I'm in the know. <laughs> yeah. Get around. Look, okay, how many years have they been doing D23 and I finally now bought tickets? Like, That's really cool. I know. I'm going to go by myself. If you hadn't told me that it was your first time, I would have sworn you'd already been. I, I've wanted to go for years. Okay. But yeah, I just it's so expensive and but it, our agency training is out there at that time. So I thought, well, I'm going to leave these losers and go to D23. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, yeah. uh, since our training is out in California, Yay. Uh, we do have some character updates and there are updates in California. So, uh, Miranda, why don't you tell us what's going on there? There is. I am super excited. Raya, Raya. We all say Raya now, right? I think so. We do. Yeah, I think we all started out as Raya, and now we all know. Okay, it's Raya. Raya is making her official debut in California Adventure for the Chinese Lunar New Year. She looks very cool. I cannot wait to see this one. And also, Mulan is back for the Lunar New Year Parade, and she's going to have a new float. So I'm sure they're going to have that up on YouTube. I've seen older ones. It's a good parade. It's a good one. The whole festival is very neat, and it's the Year of the Tiger, so, you know, Tigger is out in full force. They've got some really cute merchandise and some cute cookies and stuff. If you can get out there for it, it would be worth it. That's right, and that runs through February 13th, and is uh, the main park for that is Disney's California Adventure. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, But there's some uh, East Coast character news also. There is, we are getting back some more socially distanced characters, the most exciting of which is Donald is back in Mexico. I love that meet and greet. It's so cute. Also very excited that Kevin is back in Animal Kingdom. And Vanellope and Joy are going to be at um, Imagination Pavilion. Awesome. I know Joy has been outside the Imagination Pavilion splitting some time with Winnie the Pooh. Um, but Vanellope has not been out since uh, the the pandemic uh, in March of twenty uh, was that twenty twenty. Right. So weren't was, they both inside together prior? Uh, Vanellope was with Ralph. Ralph, we haven't seen. That's that. right. Yeah. And Ralph, Ralph is AWOL. Yet. I think he's mm-hmm. in some new video games or something. Probably, probably. So slowly but surely, we're getting them all back. Good. I'm I'm waiting for Baymax to come back. I think that's one of my. Uh, all-time favorite Epcot character meet and greets. I love Baymax. It's a good one. It is yeah. a good one. And so many people just don't know it's there or they skip it. It's a good one. Cool. Thank you, Miranda. Uh, now, everybody gets excited when I start to talk about cruising. Um, and there are some cruise line updates. And there's a, a good number of them. A lot of it related to COVID. Uh, the good news 
is that the CDC has ended their conditional sale order. Um, and that ended on January 15th. That means that any cruise line that is participating in any of the COVID protocols uh, is now doing so on a voluntary basis. Currently, uh, Disney uh, is continuing the COVID protocols, that is the pre-testing for unvaccinated guests and testing at the port for all guests who are sailing. So they are continuing that. Um, Along with that, Disney has extended uh, their cruise flexibility offer through May of 2020. So what that means is, you know, we're, we're coming out of this whole Omicron uh, variant uh, peak. Um, and anyone who is scheduled to cruise on or before May 31st can change their sail date up to 15 days prior to departure. Uh, and that is with no penalty. Um, they have been offering this these flexible dates since June of 2020 and have continued to extend this temporary policy on multiple occasions. So they have been working with guests, um, you know, to make people feel, um, you know, secure. And if you don't feel like sailing, Disney's not going to penalize you for that. So that is uh, that's very cool. Um, focusing on the future. Uh, the Disney Wish continues construction over at the Meyer Werft shipyard in uh, Germany, and they have had their Azipods installed. Uh, the Azipods are um, maneuvering engines that are self-contained electronic uh, electric propellers, electric motors, um, and that is what they use when they dock. So uh, things are coming along. The initial uh, sailing is scheduled for June 9th, so they don't have that much time to finish uh all of that work and get her in the water. So uh, exciting news there. And when we talk cruises, it's not just the Disney Cruise Line. Adventures by Disney, who has been very silent throughout the uh, pandemic, um, they've canceled a lot of their tours. Uh, they have brought back uh, personalized tours where if you're a small group, you could actually do an Adventures by Disney trip. Um, but they have brought back river cruising in 2023, and they have announced that they will be uh, sailing the Rhine, the Danube, and the Seine, uh, and that will start uh, in the summer of 2023 in a partnership with AMA Waterways, who is a premier luxury river cruise line. So if you're interested in that, you can always reach out to Main Street and More Travel and have Chris uh, get you a quote for that. Um, I just wanted to say something about Adventures by Disney. I know that they've been canceling trips right and left, and um, pretty much it looks like March and April are not going to happen for a lot of, um, I know, Italy and um, recently, and this one's a little crazy, um, the ABDs in Southern California have been canceled for March and I think into April as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there given that um given that you know imagineering's not back at work some of them are going to be over in Orlando and um Jim Henson Studios which is part of that is not in the office yet either so should be interesting i have a client going in may to one on one of those so i'm hoping she can go fingers crossed yeah do, what do you think about cruising do you think they're going to be like okay this is what i have heard I have heard that, for example, I've heard, you know, most of the cruise lines are not like Norwegian sent something out and said that they would still be following a lot of these rules. Do you think that by summer they'll be back at 100 percent if things continue to go the way they are, where it's kind of 
getting a little less scary or what? You know, we, we sailed uh, first week of January and we were on the Magic, which has a capacity of about 2,800. And there were about 950 on our sailing, which is a little more than a third or just about a third. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You know, Disney does not share what their capacity numbers are. They don't share it for the parks. They don't share it for the cruise line. Uh, I believe the CDC said they could sail at no more than 50% capacity. I would think that they need to they need to increase their capacity um, because they have the inaugural sailing of the Wish coming up in June. You know that they did not sell that at a reduced capacity. Yeah. You know that if they that. had if they had 1,500 staterooms, they sold 1,500 staterooms. They were not looking. I don't think anyone, uh, you know, a year ago when the cruises went, uh, you know, up for sale, I don't think that anyone would have thought that we'd still be dealing with, uh, you know, uh, the pandemic uh, coming into the summer of 2022. So, you know, I, I think we are going to see the uh, capacities being increased. Um, I appreciate the cruise lines that are continuing on a voluntary basis to do the testing. Um, I will tell you that I felt more secure on a cruise ship where I knew that everyone had been tested uh, than I do going to my lo- local supermarket. Um, you know, there, there's that extra extra degree of of safety there, knowing that everyone is tested, everyone is negative, everyone is still masked up when they're indoors. Um, but yes, you know, th- that that's kind of the long way of, of saying, yes, I think capacity has to be increased. Um, but I think that when they do increase capacity, it will be in a, a controlled, graduated manner. I don't think they're going to go from 50% to 100%. Um, the other part of that is, is in order to get everyone on board, you know, the testing, uh, at the port that occurs happens to every guest. And if you are going to test 4,000 people on the wonder, I'm sorry, on the, the mad, on the dream or the fantasy, uh, that's going to take time. Uh, you know, so I, I would not be surprised if they change their, their testing, uh, parameters, you know, is it something where adults have to uh, test 48 hours beforehand so that you're not testing at the port? Because I think if you're going to try to test 4,000 people at the port, you, you know, you're going to have to start testing at like eight in the morning in order to get everybody on by three. Um, so that's kind of where they're hamstrung right now is getting the tests done and results back in a timely manner. Um, so I don't know. That's that's just my feeling. What what, what do you think about uh capacity. I I think you're 100% right on the wish and I think we talked about this before and I I didn't think about it until you mentioned it that there's no way they didn't sell that ship out. Right. You know, um so I I think it's going to be very interesting. Obviously you can't tell a bunch of cruisers who've been on a ship 25 times, okay, we did a lottery and you're not going or something like that, you know? Well, I think you can. I mean, in in the, you know, in the name of safety, um, you know, if it comes down to that and let's say June 9th comes and they're at 75%, I mean, I'm supposed to sail July 4th on the wish. Um, Are they going to come back and say, you know, we are not going to be at 100% capacity, we are asking for people to rebook. They'll sweeten the deal. Yeah. You know, we'll give you 125% cruise credit or, you know, something along that line. But we need 25% of you to, uh, you know, to drop off. Or 
if no one drops off, you know, what do they do? Do they start going by booking date? You know, you booked first. Yeah. You know, the first 75 percent of the ship that booked, you're the people who get to stay on. Um, because I don't think that they can just, you know, be cavalier and take a full ship. Um, I agree. I don't see. OK, that is what is it? February, March, April, May. That's four months away. I just don't think there's going to be enough change between now and then that Disney's going to be comfortable with a full right. ship. Um, I mean, but maybe, parks, you know, if the parks are not at full capacity, I don't think they're going to put the ships at full capacity. Yeah. Although the, the you know, I was going to say the parks are probably at full capacity, but they're not because you know what, even in Disneyland over Christmas, that was not a full park, you know? So I don't think, I, I mean, we don't, obviously, like you said earlier, we don't know what, what that is, but I, I don't know. I agree with you. It'll be interesting and kind of scary to see what happens if they have to start canceling people's cruises. So, right. I can't wait until we get back. And the only thing we have to worry about is the norovirus. Yeah. Right. You know, Wash your hands. Oh, those, that guy. I forgot days. about him. Yeah. yeah. No, everybody forgot about him. Suddenly nobody has that. Right. But I will say, and I agree with you, I, I felt really safe on the ship. I felt a lot safer on the ship than I do going to Target where I live. You know, I mean, right. but at the same time, you know, it's a very, very um, different situation when, like, I think mine was, my ship was less than half full as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of amazing you'll never get a chance to do that again um hopefully but you know it, it was definitely kind of a it, it's amazing and it's it's sad um, yeah because you're in a dining room and your dining room is empty yes, uh, yes. There, there have been some cruises where they have combined you know mm-hmm. there's there's three dining rooms so you have three dining rotations uh there is there was one cruise on the wonder where they shut down an entire dining rotation and only had two restaurants open each night um, yeah. you know, uh, they're bringing on, they're bringing on additional staff. Our, our server told us that they were bringing on 20 additional, uh, assistant servers and he was going to get a second assistant server to be working with him. He only had six people in our seating. Oh. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with a second assistant server. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of sad from that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see capacity increase a little bit, you know, if they can get it to 75%. Yeah, that would be um, good. You know, but it's just it's it's sad. It's a two edged sword because like, you know, we were in Palo and we had the most amazing waiter and everything. But, you know, Palo was fairly empty when we were in right. there. Um, You know, it was it was it, it had a weird vibe. You know, on the one hand, it was fantastic. You know, you waited for nothing. You just get up and walk on the aqueduct, you know, no wait for ice cream. Um. There was one day where I just sat and I read a book, you know, um, and I didn't have to fight for a lounge chair in the shade. You know, it was just like three or four choices. But at the same time, you know, I think uh, if you have a heart, you de- definitely worry about the people working on the ship. And everyone we talked to was on a short contract. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like the usual long ones where they're like, I'm here for, a, for you know, seven more months. I won't see my family. It was, you know, I'm here for three months. Right. So, I mean, I really hope. I, I think 75% would feel comfortable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Agreed. So you're going on the Wish on the 4th of July. I did not know that, Tony. I am. I'm excited to see your I wishes. have my Mickey 4th of July onesie already. Oh, God. Okay. Well, you know, sh- send us pictures, but not of that, okay? There will be pictures galore. Okay. I'm excited. 
and the speaking, kids going? They are. Okay, awesome. All right, it's a, sorry. It's a multi-generational trip. Awesome. But enough about my personal matters. Yes. Let's talk about getting your kids around the parks. And Miranda's got a story, a little bit of a stroller update for us. I do. So you've probably all seen the old, you know, the plastic strollers that have been for rent right there at the um, start of the parks. They've been updated. They're red and black and, poker. you know, they're Mickey themed. They're adorable. They still stink. Don't rent these. <laughs> I hate these strollers. They are hard plastic. They're not comfortable for a tired, sweaty little kid, especially like a little bitty one that wants to lay down and take a nap. Like you cannot take a nap in this thing. I'm not a fan. But your Main Street and more travel advisors have other resources where we can get a nice top of the line soft stroller, multiple different types. If you've got twins or whatever, we've got different types that we can get delivered and picked up from your resort. There's a better alternative. They're cute, but they're absolutely no different than they were before. They've just had a glow up. That's all I got. A glow up. That's a glow fancy. up. Yeah. yeah, they're like they're like a nicer color. They they still don't yeah. look comfortable though. No, they're the exact same thing. They're just different colors. <sighs> they're fancy they are colors. Not. Yeah. They're you not know, comfortable. For have you ridden in one recently, Liza? Liza I tried to. I always tried to get a test drive. I'd love to be pushed around. As someone who put Liza in the trunk of a car once to get around property, I can tell. And it was a, it was a, what was it as a Mini Cooper? No, it was a smart car. <laughs> it was the scariest thing that's she, ever happened to me. That's what you get for being the skinny one. You're going to get in the trunk. Yeah, she could fit in that stroller. It was so, it was scary. Now, now I will mention uh, for those who do rent from the parks. Uh, something that not a lot of people realize is that if you rent at the Magic Kingdom and then you park hop to another park, as long as you have your receipt, you can pick up strollers at that next park at no cost. Same for scooters. At, and parking. Mm-hmm. If they, you know what though? The problem is they never have scooters in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. All right. Same thing for wheelchairs too. Oh, thank you. Adam. Thank you, Adam. Um, I do want to say if I could just say something about scooters i saw this online just get your thoughts um somebody said the scooters should not be flashy they shouldn't have bright colors they should be more neutral and sort of blend in with the scenery and at first i thought yeah i could see that that you know this way it doesn't like distract because there's so many scooters and it's kind of annoying but then I realized half the scooters in the parks are people's own scooters that they're bringing, and they're all kinds of colors, and they got stuff on them all over the place. So what difference does it make? Yeah, I got to admit, you, that doesn't make any sense. You want those things to be neon and have flashing lights, because I cannot count the number of times that we have nearly been run over. A lady ran into me when I was in Disneyland, like literally. Oh, and I mean, a lady it was like wax Daisy when she was yes. like three. I mean, Michael jerked her out of the way just in time. And she proceeded past us, like shaking her head and be like, I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. <sighs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's scary. I think the tough thing and, and, you know, it's it's like a combination of things like, you know, I think people are walking fast. They're not looking because it's exciting. They're at Disney. And then on top of everything else, you know, you've got, you know, uh, the person who might not normally ride a scooter. So Right. I think there's a tough. lot of people that just need it for longer yeah. days and they're not as comfortable driving them. 
Exactly. And, and I mean, to, I mean, you're right. Like, there's not really great defined pathways in certain areas, and like people will just, you know, be walking and stop in the middle of the walkway to look at mm-hmm. their phone. And and then you have those Europeans who drive on the other side of the road, so they're pushing oh, their yes. stroller on the other side of the walkway. Mm-hmm. In America, exactly. we, we walk on the right hand side of the street or the pathway or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Unless you're walking in the road where you should face traffic. Yeah, I never understood that. I thought that was stupid. So you can see it coming and jump out of the way. Yeah, right. but... Uh, and stare and, them down. I guess. And I will tell you that when I get my scooter, there will be flames on the side of it. You uh, know, it's going to be completely tricked out. Yes, I just yes. assumed it. I already knew it. Excellent. Now, speaking of Main Street, Adam has a story, a little bit sad, about uh, Casey's Corner at the end of Main Street. Yeah, so we've lost... A legendary Disney Magic Kingdom employee. His name was Mark Anderson. He was a pianist at Casey's Corner. If you're not familiar, Casey's Corner, where you can get the hot dogs on Main Street. They have a piano there. They play the ragtime type music. And it's not all the time. There's like show times where the person comes out and plays it. Mark was one of the pianists. Uh, He worked for Disney for over 30 years. He started at the Disneyland Hotel. He went to Tokyo Disneyland, which I think that's pretty cool. Can you imagine like playing piano, like American style piano in Tokyo Disneyland? They probably in the loved 80s. it because it's different. And, and then he went to Walt Disney World in 1988, and he spent most of his career on Main Street uh, p- playing piano. And uh, he passed away. He was, um, I think, he was 66, 66 years old. And um, I, Reese, the pianist recently came back, did not come back when the parks reopened. Um, actually, I think it was like right around the 50th anniversary, right around October 1st, he came back. I didn't get a chance to listen. But um, the live entertainment, as we all know, is one of the best things about the Disney parks. And uh, to me, it makes it seem like the parks are living, breathing real places as opposed to just, you know, a place you go to, you know, have fun for 12 hours a day. It's it's almost as if, like, it's a real town. At least that's how I look at it. So um, anytime you, like, lose one of these live performers, it's it's sad. It's like, it's like you know, losing a member of the, uh, of the community. And if you go to the Disney World website and look at the Casey's Corner Pianist page, uh, Mark's pictures are there. So he was the, uh, the pianist on the website. So uh, very sad I always, news. I always love that. When you'd walk by and he'd be playing. I thought it was really cool. It, and it's really impressive, too, because he was really, really good. And just because Mark is gone, that doesn't mean there is no more pianists. There there will be others. But um, still, it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's a sad story. And uh, we, of course, think about his um, family and friends that uh, that lose their, um, their uh, the pianist. And uh, I bet you he's playing that big grand piano up in the sky don't you think so i think so i'd like to think so and he's just happy he no longer has to smell hot dogs while he plays <laughs> i don't so know maybe he liked the hot dogs perhaps he did you didn't perhaps he liked the corn dog nuggets the oh corn gosh, dog sorry. nuggets <laughs> now i cannot nuggets. unfortunately i can't think of a segue that gets us from uh the sad story about mark at casey's corner to uh alice in wonderland dooney and burke bags but <laughs> Chris, Chris is going to tell us about some new merchandise that's uh, coming to Walt Disney World very soon. Because when you're sad, you go shopping. There that's you go. Thank you. That's Actually, why. that's brilliant. 
that's a really good segue because it's kind of true. You know, you either eat or you, you know, shop when you're sad or maybe you work out. I don't know. Maybe you're just, you know, that kind of person. Um, so it seems like they're turning out a do a Dooney and Burke bag, like all the time, different themes all the time. And the latest one people are very excited about, but we took a look at it and we were not that excited. It's a black and white Alice in Wonderland print bag. And for 300 to $400 a bag, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm not, I'm not a big handbag person. When I first looked at it, I thought, why the brown strap? Because the color of brown to me, they could have done a pop of color they should have done That's a, a valid color. point. Yeah. Although Dooney and Burke, I feel, does a brown strap quite a lot with those bags. This regardless was their opportunity. Of the color. Yeah. This was good their point. opportunity to do like a turquoise or like some kind yeah. of a, a red. Or a red or would have been yeah. cute or like an orangey red. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if they would have had the red handle. Or like a Tiffany no, blue. You yeah. do get a splash of color on the inside of the bag because it's teal blue. Ooh, I do on like the it inside. When a colored lining. I like that. Yeah. Like but the that. outside is supposed to represent pencil sketches, which is why it's in black oh. and white. So I I I have a love hate with Dooney and Burke bags. I love to look at them and I I've bought several of the Magic Bands, but as far as the actual carrying those bags, it, I just don't know how you get past the whole my bag is clashing with my outfit. Do you know, because I'm I'm like religiously. <laughs> oh, I, I change handbags like five or I six know. times a week. I know. And I, I am same thing. religious about if my bag has to match my outfit. I don't even mm-hmm. yeah, that's a problem if it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So with the Dooney and Burks, you know, they they have a pattern. So you have to first of all, you can't wear a pattern because then you're mixing patterns. So, I mean, it's like it's a lot to think about for a bag, but they're cute to look at. You know, Having to match your bag with your outfit, I, I could never do it. If, I mean, if not for <laughs> Garanimals, my clothes would not match. Yeah. My pants and shirts would not match if I wasn't getting monkey pants with monkey shirt. Well, let me just put it this way. That Mickey Mouse red onesie that you have, which I've seen a lot of ladies wear, um, that would actually go with that patterned Alice in Wonderland bag, I think. That hmm. would look nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that means something to think about for your next trip. Well, perhaps I'll pick one up. <laughs> yes. Does Cheryl have any? Uh, she does not. She has one. No, she has two lounge fly bags, I believe. Okay. Uh, the that, that's her. That's her uh, extravagant purchase. She would never spend uh, three hundred and forty-nine dollars for a handbag. It's it's just not in her. That's good. You want to you want someone like that. That way you can spend your money on tubing and stuff. Or or comic books. Yes, um, or Star Wars toys. Much to my wife's chagrin. Yes. Well, yes, I will yeah. tell you that awesome. Dooney did a much better Alice in Wonderland bag back in 2016, which was the Alice in Wonderland Tea Time Collection, celebrating oh. the film's 65th anniversary. Uh, and that uh, one was full. That one was full of color. That was nice. That was Cinderella yeah. teapots, the Cheshire Cat. Um, but this one, I agree, is very bland. Yeah, I, I I think an Alice in Wonderland handbag should have color on it. Yeah, this is kind of why I like the lounge fly bags, because they're not a huge financial commitment. I think the most I've ever seen one is maybe 120, but they're more like 70. And if you have a Disney visa, you get a discount or if you have a uh, annual pass or whatever. So, I mean, to me, those are affordable. They're fun. You, you know, put them on your back, walk around the park. You're probably not taking them to the, you know, grocery store back home. 
Um, but they're also, you know, a fourth of the price. So I, I, I agree I with Miranda. Yeah. Like, I carry that cute. thing to all the parks. If I go to a festival with the kids, sometimes I'll wear wear it around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like those. They don't fit in the lockers at Universal, though. And I think that that's oh. intentional. Just it's saying. a conspiracy. It is. It is. <sighs> so funny. Do you have to get so, a big, they have a big locker, right? But you have to pay for those. Yeah. So you, otherwise you just have to like squash it, which you don't want to do, especially with the sequin ones. Cause you know, then yeah. you can lock off some sequins. I think they're trying to keep our bags out of their parts. Yeah. So if, if I'm correct, and for those of you keeping uh, uh score at home, uh, we've now discovered two conspiracies in this show. Uh, the first one was the smoke meats conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second one is the Dooney locker conspiracy at universal. Oh yeah. So, I uh, totally know episode. Yes. Yeah. So follow us for more conspiracy fun. We'll we'll be on Reddit r slash meat conspiracy. Yes, smoked meat conspiracy. I'm going to definitely be investigating that smoked meat conspiracy. Pretty good. <laughs> follow up on that, Liza. Oh my God, Liza, does Frenchie like barbecue? Because you're okay. Liza's taking her little French man <laughs> to he's like what is he five foot? Yes, he's a little tiny man. <laughs> A little tiny man. He's pocket size. Anyway, in fact, she she doesn't have to pay for a seat on the plane, but she's taking him to <laughs> Disney at the end of February during Mardi Gras, of course. And um, and yeah, just is he a barbecue man? Does he like that? Um, yeah, he likes. I think he likes barbecue. He's not really. He's not really that picky. About yeah. food, you know, he likes he likes all kinds of different yeah. kinds of foods. We like okay. to call him Little Zacchaeus. French. You call him? <laughs> what are you joking. calling? <laughs> little Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Oh, <laughs> and a wee little man was he? You don't remember that one? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> well, okay, must I be, remember that must one. Must be Bible Church, okay? He's not a wee little man. I'm kidding. He's he's a normal sized human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's taller than me. I know. Liza's the only person I know who could marry a French redneck. Yeah. Well, it hasn't happened yet. But yes, we'll, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, I'm going to have to come after him. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, now that we've gotten into your personal life. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just thinking back to Smoked Meat Conspiracy and thinking about what a great band name that would be, mm. uh, which brings us to our next story, and that is the return of Garden Rocks at Epcot I this summer. I have been waiting for this since they announced it. This is our yearly a segment where we trash and make fun of all the people who are far more talented than we are <laughs> and have more money. Are so they? let's go. Well, ahead. okay. Maybe more money, some of them, but mm. okay. So the 2022 Epcot flower garden festival garden rocks lineup is pretty much what you would expect, but they do have a few new ones this year. The opening act is the guess who, which is not the who it's the guess who, which I wouldn't get those two confused so much. And then, of course, Rick Springfield's going to go because Rick Springfield has to go. Because I feel like Rick Springfield at this point, like, this is what he's doing. Which isn't bad. I would like to do a Garden Rocks concert. I, I want to see Rick Springfield because. No, but I no, I would. He's, you know, I mean, he was from when I was in high school. So, obviously, you know. Everybody I just never liked understood him. that. I never yeah. understood the allure of the Rick Springfield, but that's okay. No. Um, well, you've never uh, watched General Hospital in the early no. 80s, Liza. No, I yeah. didn't. No, I got to tell you, I didn't do that. My mom never watched General Hospital. She watched Santa Barbara. 
Oh. And Young and the Restless. And well, that explains a lot. Days of mm-hmm. Life. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one where Cruz Castillo was on it. I don't remember. That's the only one I remember. Anyway. Okay. Then Melina Leon. I don't know who. I think she's a Brazilian singer. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> now, this one, I'm very confused. Mike Del Judice. I got to look this Mike Del Judice. Who is that? Uh, he he's actually touring with Billy Joel right now, but he does a uh, Billy Joel tribute show. He's a he's a piano player. Uh, he has a very big following in the tri-state area, and like I said, he's good enough to actually tour with Billy Joel. But but okay, so he tours with Billy Joel while he sings like Billy Joel. He is he is currently touring with Billy Joel, but he has a separate act where he performs the songs of Billy Joel. And then Billy Joel comes out and does his own song. Does it better? <laughs> what is this? Hey, loser, let me show you how it's done. <laughs> Billy Joel. Wait, how is this happening? No, so he gets booked separately as a Billy Joel kind of tribute band. Yeah. So he has his own separate gig. But for some reason right now, he is actually touring with Billy Joel. <laughs> well, He's not a headliner with is, Billy Joel. Is Billy Joel even touring? Because he's just been playing New York, like, recently. Well, he likes to be stationary. I think his tours are just stationary. They're Billy Joel sightings. You have oh, to stay six Florida. feet from him. He's <laughs> Oh, he's in Vegas and Florida. Oh, he'll be in Orlando March 12th if you want to go see him. Okay. Charlotte, North Carolina, April 23rd. Mm, okay. Let's, let's see. He's in Houston, September 23rd. No, he's in divorce court on the 24th. <laughs> No, really. I mean, he just seems to get get married and get divorced like all the but, time lately. But that's Billy. We shouldn't be talking about Billy Joel. We're supposed to be talking about his his uh, his apprentice. Mike, Mike Judice. <laughs> that sounds kind of cool. Is oh, it? speaking of cool. Oh, wait. Can we before you go on to that? Can we talk about TBD on March 13th and 14th? My like, favorite. Is that like they have a lot of holes in the schedule? Like. That's weird. There's a few of those, like, to be determined. That's, that's interesting. Where, that's where Liza fills in. Oh, yeah, that'd be yeah, great. Well, I wish I would pay money for that. Man. I would pay I wish, extra. Oh, if I was singing? Oh, people wouldn't mm-hmm. even. Nobody would buy the, you know, there's a dinner package to this. You can get, like, lunch or dinner at a specified restaurant. Mm-hmm. And now, I don't know if I would recommend to a client to do that because there's typically, when I've been, there's usually a lot of seating available. Yeah, that's because so. you weren't there during air supply. Those ladies come <laughs> out. I'm not even kidding. Like, uh-huh. I remember when air supply used to come, they would all be like crazy. It was like okay. ladies of a certain age. It was kind of, yeah. I mean, just the activities. Well, weird. I mean, you know, maybe if you wanted to get really up close to see them, like really close, you might want to get one of these packages. Like the Flock of Seagulls guy, does he still have hair? He does oh, not. that's a good question. No way, really? But he used to. He, he used, used to, to have that hair. The seagull oh, hair. Now it's. Did he Jackson ever have a song more than that? And I ran. That was it. I think he plays it on a loop now. Listen, oh. I have all of their hit. <laughs> I think the ones that only had like one song, don't they do just like an extended version for the 60 minute set? Maybe they just sing other stuff. Maybe they start singing Billy Joel. Then they do the dance remix, but it's the same song. 
But then they do an acoustic version of the same song. <laughs> Exactly. Now, uh, can I can I ask you guys a question? What weekend were you seeing the first TBD? Uh, March thirteenth and fourteenth. Maybe this is old. Right yeah, here. because March Ooh. March thirteenth fourteenth is uh, is not a weekend, and it should be local bands during that. Uh, oh, is that, that how time. they do that? Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. I want. I hope they bring out like a jug band. A jug band. <laughs> um, I, actually, I know somebody who's in a jug band, and he lives what up is near that? you. I don't know. They play like a jug. They just blow into it and sing. I don't know. Like the country bears? Yeah, but they're like literally a jug band. I've never heard of this. Did you ever ever watch Emma Dodder's Jug Band Christmas? Mm -hmm. I missed that. One guy plays a jug. He blows into a jug. The other one has like a a guitar type thing that involves a jug. Mm -hmm. You got to have jugs. Jugs. (laughs) Okay, well, the next weekend is the one that I would really want to see, and it's Cool in the Gang. They had a couple of really good songs, didn't they? Uh, they did. I think they did. What what songs did they have? Is that that Celebrate song? Yes. yes. But they had another that. one that was really good. Joanna. Mm-hmm. Wait, I don't know. Oh, I'm thinking of Rosanna. Never mind. No, no, Rosanna, yeah. Okay, so the orchestra starring ELO, former members of ELO. I don't know what that is. Okay. Electric Light Orchestra. Let me just tell oh. you, when I was when I was a kid, my sister had a boyfriend who was five years older, and so I was so and he was into ELO. You know, that was like I wasn't you know quite at that point yet, but but he loved that, and I swear to God, if I ever hear another, but then you hear ELO all the time because of if you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, right? That. Dun, 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 dun. There's not a cloud in sight. You know that oh, one? That was that song. That's them, okay. I think. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, so that's who ELO is. Maybe the Electric Light Orchestra, maybe they will sing that song. That guy yes. had some well, hair. I would bet 100% they sing that song because that's what everybody knows them by now. What Don't else bring did they me sing? down as well. Don't bring me down. Oh, that's oh, that right. That was actually a good one. That's like, bring me down. can't get it out of my head. Evil woman. Oh, that's right. Evil woman. That's right. I remember that. But I thought they were saying medieval woman. That makes more sense. Medieval woman. I I feel like we've had this conversation five times. That would be every year during the Garden Rocks review. Yes. We've had this discussion. (laughs) I would like to comment here that the only reason I know about pretty much any of these people is from this. Not their original work. Medieval woman? I have heard that one. I believe it's on my Halloween mix. You have to know who <laughs> Toby Spinners? Mac is. I, I think know. I know who that is. Who is Toby that? Mac is a Christian rapper. Is he? What? Is that yeah. who that is? I thought that was someone else. Plain <laughs> white tees. All right. We'll get down to these people because this is always a fun part for me. Okay. Okay. The All Spinners. Right. And spinners? I hear Mark every time. I love the Spinners. I don't know who that is, really. The Pointer My mom Sisters. Loves spinners. Is the Pointer Sisters? What are the What are the spinners saying? I don't know, but there's only one spinner left. Oh man! Isn't the spinners better by Golly Wow? No, I don't know that. I don't know. What's but that? The spinners. They They had a few songs that my mom really liked, and I saw them. Could it be I'm falling in love? Could it be I'm falling in love? Oh, God, Adam. Yeah, I Adam. hope you sing that to some woman. Oh, and then I'll be around. Married. And then that song, I'll be around. Um, I'll sing it. Be Is that around. not the same song? 
No, I think it's I'll be Well, they all their songs sound the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's no. Working my way back to you, babe. That's it. That's working their big my one. Way back to you, to you babe. babe. All right. Look, they did a good show. There well, was the spinners just... are the spinners are good. They are like okay, legendary yeah. Motown. They're Motown. Yeah, it's they, Motown. They, they're good. I mean, they performed. But I'm there's sure, only one like, left, right? Yeah, but there's multiple spinners up there. It's just there's only not. one original. One original. I hope yeah. they do the dances. You know, they do the dances and they have the outfits and it's really good and they're Ooh. super into. In the their, background in singers' dances are always the best. Well, the they're Motown not members. background singers. They're all like they all harmonize mm. together. Oh, uh, right. They're like okay. a boy band. Yeah, they'll have some like old man boy band. Excellent. They do and the they actually the have a member who has been in the band since 1954. I know. It's so cute. Wait a minute. That guy has to be like 100. He no. is the last surviving member of the band. How old he was is born he? in 1938. Hey, you know what? If you still got it, you still got it. Look at Mick Jagger. He's like he's 172. He's, he's still got it though, Chris. Mick Jagger, I think he might still have it. I don't. I wouldn't want any of it, but somebody does because he's got a lot of women, and I think he has like young children, like really young, and he mm-hmm. can still dance. I mean, like, well, we he's only dance. 78. This other guy's 83. 78, hey, and he can you know still what? dance like that. Come on. He's doing stuff. Oh, I don't know something. No, Mick Jagger's just crazy. Um, okay, let's go. Who's next? Pointer Sisters. Pointer Sisters. I have personal trauma with the Pointer Sisters. I yeah. don't want to be within like three miles of them. Okay, Blue October. Don't know who that is. Don't know. No, Do you know never. Tony? The, were they in the movie <laughs> Hunt for Red October? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, that's definitely them. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking them up. Yeah, well, they're new they to are. Garden. This is their first time new to Garden Rock. So these we, guys are fairly young. We wouldn't know who what, they like are because 60, we haven't been able to 70? see them. Oh my God! It says they're an American alternative rock band. Okay, maybe they're good. Uh, I don't I know. I'll give them a never ch- heard of them. They came around. They started in 1995. Hmm. What is okay. their one hit? I'm looking right now. Hate me and into the ocean. Russ. Are they like Enya? It's uh, like a bunch of yodeling and stuff. <laughs> this is I don't <laughs> know who these people. And, all right, who else have we got? Too hippie. Got to be somebody okay, I know. Me. I'm not dealing with the hippiness. Okay, so we have um, Don Felder of oh. the Eagles, um, formerly of the Eagles. Now he did get terminated from the band. There was a little rift. Why? And what happened? He, well, they got a fight on stage around 1980. And How they do you started, know like, this? Because I looked it up on Wikipedia. Oh, and I they started like, so then after they got in a fight and they all broke up, but then they got back together like in 2000 something. And they had like some pretty big like album that came out from the Eagles. And I kind of remember when it happened. And then so he thought, that's cool. We're all getting back together again. But then they got in another big fight. And, like, it was about money and stuff like that. So then they kicked him. Well, they said he was terminated from the band. Well, now he's uh-huh. doing his own thing. I would like to know. Um, the Eagles are, are a legendary. Legendary. Band. Them I do know. I do I know. Would, I wonder, is he allowed to sing their songs? Because they are still 
it's not any of the original numbers. I don't think. That's a good point. Yeah. He'll probably just be doing Disney covers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. And coincidentally, he has a new album out as of 2020. Oh, well, he's probably oh, doing his great. new album. Oh. Nobody wants to hear the new album, Don. Really. Um, Don Felder just, actually killed Glenn Fry. Just so, <laughs> so it was a bad blood. And this is how it happens. This is how we get shut down. They are just. They are performing April seventeenth. That's Easter Sunday. So if you're looking to Aww. to to praise the Lord with the member of the Eagles, <laughs> hey, you could go. You could be raised up on Eagles' wings on Easter that's Sunday. Right. With the there you go. How right. about that? Wow, that's nice, Adam. Just and then speaking around. speaking of former bands, Liza, who's up next? <laughs> Starship featuring Mickey Thomas. They're always there. Yes, yeah, Starship. They sing, we built this city on rock and roll. That's uh, all they're going to sing over and over. Yes, they're going to have the acoustic version of Built This City. They're going to have the country version of Built This City. <laughs> There's an EDM <laughs> version of We Built This City. <laughs> so many versions. Okay, the next one is Claudia Leite. Anyway, she's uh, she's the Brazilian singer. So the first one that I said was, then I don't remember. I don't know who she is. Then we have Berlin, and their big claim to fame was they were on the Top Gun soundtrack singing Take My Breath Away. Oh, God, that's the worst song. Yeah. That is cheesy. They also had that one about being on a train. I saw What's you on a something train. Da, 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 da. I don't remember it. I just remember it from a while ago. And then we have Toby Mac, May Which 1st Which sounds the like the worst mm. thing your kids could have for dinner. <laughs> Toby Mac. <laughs> y'all want. Toby Mac, it's my favorite. It's extra cheesy. Yeah, Toby Mac and Cheese. He's going to be playing. He is a Christian rapper. Then we have Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Now, what did they sing? Because I know I know what they sang, and I can't remember. And how did they come to this name? This is like the worst band Well, when you think about it, it's not a terrible name, because it's just a reference to, like, working hard, right? So... Which rock stars are notoriously known for doing? Oh yeah, they're working hard. They're not doing anything. And tears. What did they sing? They sang. Uh. (laughs) Spinning wheel. Remember that spinning wheel song? I guess that's what they sang. That was like the. This is like this is like the very like late seventy or early seventies music. You know, big bell bottoms, huge collars. Oh that my kind gosh. of thing. They have an official website. Of course they do. News. It's called the BST Tour. Mm-hmm. The nice. past, present, and future. Wow. What happened to BST? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I just, they don't look like what I thought they would have looked like. I, I felt they would be like more like funky looking. They're more you jazzy. They're more jazzy. Okay. And, and I feel like the Garden Rock should be. Like it shouldn't be named concert series. It should should be named. What did they sing? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what we're all saying. Okay, the Commodores. The Commodores. That's another Motown. That's it is. And without Lionel Richie, I don't recognize the Commodores. There oh, you go. That's Lionel. I, I love Lionel. Okay, yeah. Ambrosia with Peter Beckett. Who is this? Does anybody know Ambrosia? I don't know who that is. I used to have to make it for my mother made it in the seventies, didn't she? I used to have to make it every Christmas for my grandfather. It wasn't Christmas without Ambrosia, and he was the only person that ate it. Really? Why? Oh, they sang "Baby Come Back." Oh God! 
It's basically like canned fruit with coconut shreds on it, from what I recall. That sounds like they're banned, too. Yeah. (laughs) Underwhelming fruit. They sing Baby Come Back. Baby Come Back. Ambrosia also saying, this time, I'm in it for love. As opposed opposed to to the last time. (laughs) I wasn't really in it for that. (laughs) I was in it for something (laughs) He was in it for the kids then. I was in it for I don't know what. What was I getting I was in it for your Netflix account. (laughs) Yeah. I was in it for the HelloFresh. But now you've canceled it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Who's next? Oh, it's a good one. The Flock of Seagulls. I ran. I've gone so far away on repeat. Yay. They don't have any other songs. Sorry. I think we were just singing that around my house the other day. It's a, it's catchy. It and is. then Colin Ray. Um, oh, my God. You know who this is because you sing these songs all the that? time. All I have to do is say Little Rock and you will say. <gasps> Little Rock. That's the uh, other one. Uh, no. There's yeah. two songs about Little Rock, Arkansas. There's three songs about Little Rock, Arkansas. There's three. And this guy okay. sings one of them. He's I only also know that known as Bubba Ray. Oh, Bubba Ray. Now, I mean, come on. But is that just in his family? Uh, uh, no, he know. was part of the Ray Brothers band, and his stage oh. name was Bubba Ray. That's so stupid and contrite. Well, he has a that biggest like hits album. Wrestling. If you get there before I do, well, that's my story. That's oh, a couple of I remember songs. that song. Back when I lived in Tallahassee and would go out to eat barbecue, is always playing. <laughs> Maybe I'm so. not even kidding. Well, there, you can find the complete list of his songs on oldies.com. Yeah, of course. So there you go. That's let you know that. Okay, so then we have there might be um, more songs about Little Rock. By the way, I just can think of three. There probably are. Um, Thelma Houston. Um, uh, no, now you're just making up names. No, I think she's. Tony says she was related to Whitney Houston. Oh, it's her aunt Thelma. No, she's not. She's <laughs> she's a Motown artist. Oh, she, she could still be related to Whitney Houston though, because oh, like oh. they're all related. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She I know that because seen... I watched the uh, Aretha Franklin story. They all oh know my gosh, I have to watch that. It was so good. Yeah. I have to watch it. It's on Netflix. Mm, maybe I saw it on a plane. Dang it. Okay. I, I think one of the big things about Thelma Houston was her song was supposed to be, do you know where you're going to? Uh, but it ended up being taken and given to Diana Ross as <gasps> the theme song for Mahogany. No. Wow. Yes. If I was Thelma Houston, I would not be happy. Yeah. Well, she's saying, don't leave me this way. Don't leave me this way. She won a Grammy. That's Her like a disco song. R&B. And I believe she travels with the Grammy and she'll have it in Epcot. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, Maybe she'll let us her. pat it on the little Grammy head. I'd walk out with it every time I'd go somewhere. I'd be like, mm-hmm. look at this, everybody. Yes, I did win it. Th- that's how I was when I got my gold lanyard for my, my gold level on DCL. I kept whipping it out and going, look, Kevin. Y'all don't have this. <laughs> okay. The next one is Little River Band. So I'm not really sure about Little River Band. I think were they like a like a rock and roll? I think they were like one of those easy listening. I'm looking They're like them a up. mid 70s rock uh, yes. groups. I thought so. 
I thought so. Um, they're from Australia. They look nice. They look like they're holding up. I'm looking at so, them right now. So that's the second Australian artist at the uh, Garden Rocks Festival. Who was the yeah. other one? Rick Springfield. Oh, that's right. He's Australian? He is. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, funny story. still don't think he's cute. I had this friend, and his name was Jesse, and me being ridiculous and having bad social skills he could never keep a girlfriend and so one day I just walked up to him and I started singing no one wants to be Jesse's guy girl <laughs> and he was so upset okay. that's, he did end up unfriending me actually um <laughs> he unfriended that. you well yeah because like he finally did meet somebody and I was like I don't think this girl is good a good idea and he was like it's none of your business and that was it. <laughs> oh my gosh! But you know Poor it happened. Jesse. But yeah. the, you know, I just I don't understand Rick Springfield anyway. Mm-mm. Okay, Simple Plan is back. I'm. It's Simple Plan will always be a mystery to me. I will never understand who this is. I've even looked them up, but I still don't know what's going on. So there's that. Herman's Hermits. What does starting, Simple Plan even sing? I've never. I don't know. They're there's a nothing. pop punk band you would think i would know i like punk okay, okay so we have herman's hermits starting starring peter noon and people like my mom would be screaming and you know flinging around trying to see the herman's hermits because she just loves the herman's hermits i would totally go see herman's hermits i yeah, like peter noon what, what, what is he seeing is he a monkey no he led herman's hermits I just feel like it's so monkeyish, like the monkeys. Remember the monkeys? I remember, and that would have been my second favorite British act when when Davy Jones used to come before he tragically passed. Oh, that's so sad. That's oh, my mom loved him. My mom knitted him a hat, and she'd watch the monkeys every week to see if he'd wear it, but he never did. Anyway, that's so sad. <laughs> but I mean, the 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 songs that uh, Herman's Hermits have. I'm into yeah. something good. Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. <laughs> Awkward. Those are awesome songs. <laughs> Mrs. Awesome Brown, awful. you've got a lovely daughter. I'm 83. Would she <laughs> like to come <laughs> with me? <laughs> I know she looks like she's 16, but it's okay. <laughs> No, I'm just I'm just playing. Poor little Herman Hermits. Okay, so plain white tees. I don't understand. Again, it's Hey There Delilah. Everybody knows that song. But that's literally it, right? I don't know. I think yes. that's like all. And I'm it not, was not that good. <laughs> yeah, that was not a good song. It, I, I'm, no. I'm skipping June. Wait, 17th. everybody likes that song. What are you talking about? No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't find that accurate at all. Oh no, I think it's very popular. You haven't been on TikTok a lot. It had a That's revival true. on TikTok. Oh, did it? Yes, ma'am. I don't. Okay. I might have made that up, but you can't prove I did. <laughs> I know. I best I can. Well, so then the last two acts are TBD. So there's a, still a few that we don't really know what's going on on the 24th, 25th, 26th, and 27th of June. So the 27th of June is the last date for any of these acts. And like I said, there are dining packages available. If you would want to get a dining package, you get guaranteed seating. I believe it's pretty close too, in the front row, or maybe you get um, 
there's like a section that's roped off and you can get in there. So if any of these people just make you like want to rock and mm-hmm. you're really excited about them, like, you know, Starship, maybe you do want to see Starship. Maybe you want to, you know, flash Mickey Thomas. Maybe you could throw something up there. Like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I heard I heard that's what Crystal's gonna do her next trip. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can see that. Flash She's not here to Thomas. defend herself. I'm, yeah. hoping, that. I'm hoping that Nelson signs up for one of those oh, TBD gosh. dates. What did they sing? I remember their hair, that was it. Uh something <laughs> about the rain. <gasps> Wait. Blame it on Is the it rain. November Rain? <laughs> no, November Rain was Guns N' Roses. Oh, I wish Guns N' Roses was there. No, you don't. They're disgusting. I like their songs. They had a good album. Do you think they would really have somebody like Axl Rose come into a Disney park? He's, and He yeah. apparently is a very good gentleman. Is he really? But he yeah. volunteers all the time at food okay. banks and such. That's very good nice to hear. Because they had a good album. Like one of those ex, albums was good. His ex, Stephanie Seymour, didn't have anything good to say about him. Okay, but, well, and then he I'm trashes not. the food bank at the very end of his shift. He does. He trashes it. Okay, let me ask you guys a question. If you could have one old band come and play, who would it be? I want to know. For me, it would be a Orlando boy band. So it'd have to be NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees. I don't think New Kids on the Block or Orlando-based. I don't think they were. Um, or all of them. I don't care. But That's, I think that would be really cool. I I have to say, and I think for, I speak for everyone when I say this, that that is by far the most embarrassing thing you've ever said. <laughs> and you're a man who matches your magic band with your sneakers. Okay, but see, Adam is kind of onto something because if one of the okay, if not in sync, because they're probably never gonna do this. Yeah, but that Joey one or Fatoni or whatever his name is, he's always in Disney anyway. He could just start singing. Yeah, that's true. Joey Fat one. Yeah. 98 Degrees Who would seems probably like a nice do guy. it. Okay. Um, which, because which he was the lesser known. Okay. I would like to see uh, UTFO, uh, who sang what? Roxanne Roxanne uh, in the mid 80s. Uh, perhaps New Edition. Speaking <gasps> oh, New about Edition, the, yes. The, the Boston boy bands. Um, but I would also like to see like a Duran Duran type police type of thing. And I know that they'd be Ooh. bigger than 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 mm-hmm. Garden Rocks, oh, uh, unless, yeah. of course, it was Simon Laban, formerly of Duran Duran, uh, singing the hits of Duran Duran. Um, but, you know, some of these acts would just be too big for the uh, American Garden Theater stage. I want the Beastie Boys. <sighs> That's what I'm going to. I think that'd be well, fun. Some of them are dead, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hang on. Let me Google old bands. Hold on. I agree with Tony. I would like New Edition. I think that would be really fun. They sing some fun songs because I th- I feel like they would they would want it. I think. Um. Oh my gosh, Bobby Brown. Because Bobby Brown would probably have a mental breakdown on stage. And just he, what you wanted a family establishment. Well, yeah, because that's entertainment. I'm all about the entertainment of that. What's a good old girl band? I'd like a Fun girl band. The Bangles. The Bangles uh, would be fun. fun. That'd be fun. They could sing Walk Like an Egyptian on a loop. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. they have other ones too. Oh, no. I what would want to see Cindy Lauper. Yes. yes. Yes, yes. Sing the Goonies theme. <laughs> She's got a couple of good ones. She could sing True Colors too. 
I think I would really want, I agree with you with the whole sting thing. I, I would love to see the police, but they're too big. They're too big. Uh, the Ramones would be amazing. <gasps> the but, Ramones. But they all kind of died. So, I mean, you know. Never mind. Going to be but, tough gig hey, then. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be what amazing. What about the, I wish the Smiths would go. The but... Smiths. Oh, my God. We could all like, like wear our emo clothes and cry and be like oh. moody. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, Morrissey, we could... I love you. Oh. Oh yes. Do you do you ever see Ant Man where the uh, where the Luis talks about how his his mother has like a restaurant and all the songs are Morrissey? Oh, that that's right. Because I remember thinking like I would <laughs> love, love that. We love his melancholy melodies. Anyway, I do. I love that part. It's so funny. Um, oh. FYI, there are four Ramones remaining. Right. They could do it then. Mm-hmm. That's all we need. I would be there. I would love that. Oh, I would. I would knock people down for that. You have no idea. It yeah. would not be pretty. I would be all over it too. That's never going to happen. They're too cool. While Chris is knocking people down, that's a good opportunity to remind our listeners that our podcast is always sponsored by yeah. MainStreetMoreTravel.com, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Who would not knock you over ever? By the way, that's right. FYI, we're nice. My final words are bring back the remotes. Yeah. Excellent. And on that note, I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, this podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team plan your family's next vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on The Mouse and More Podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Liza, Miranda, and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. They should bring back poo-poo platters, though. Definitely. They really should. And the Ramones. I want to listen to the Ramones and eat a poo-poo platter. 